Hello, Top Fan Rivalry followers. It is Bill from Top Fan Rivalry. It is a new week. It is Monday. We have a new podcast dropping. And I got one of my friends on. Uh, you met him on uh, another podcast with a group of people when we did Dodgers and Padres. But Aaron, how you doing, my friend? Welcome to a new week. What's going on? Thanks for having me back. Let's uh, talk baseball, talk life, talk whatever. <laughs> Being a Padre fan right now is a little unique, right? Yeah, it is what it is, man. You know what? Like, obviously, they they're not trying to lose. <laughs> no, they're they're not getting up in the morning and going, "Hey, I want to lose today." So and they're here to, to try to win a championship. That's their that's their goal. And I mean, obviously, they're not succeeding at winning baseball games. But the season ain't over, and they're gonna wake up tomorrow and do exactly what they do all the time. That's be professional athletes and go about their process and. Just like every bad situation, there becomes a good situation, too. And those guys are just so good at understanding that just because we played bad for 42 games to start the season doesn't mean we can't play the next 42, the complete opposite. Right. Exactly. You can't you can't just say, hey, a quarter of the season's done. We're screwed. It's a quarter of the season is done. Let's just make it better the next quarter of the season. Right. Because, I mean, right. at 24 losses, if you say – you got 24 losses, it's whatever. They're going to have 60 losses or 70 losses or even 75 losses and can still make the playoffs. It, 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 you know, they can't they can't pack it in now. Yeah, no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. So tell me with them being right now, what's your, what's your kind of overall take on them being about eight games out right now? And um, do they have a shot for the West? Let's just talk about the West right now. I mean – Anyone that says they don't with only played 42 games is you don't understand sports, man. <laughs> if it was 40 games to go and you were eight games out, then there's probably it's not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. No, agreed. Agreed. I, I and I've been saying this. I said this to you at the watch party. You guys have too much talent on paper to look at it and go, oh, gee, we're going to pack it in. We're 40 some odd games into it. We're going to pack it in. It's over. Now, like you said, if there's 40 games left in the season and you're eight games out with no games against Arizona or L.A., whoever's leading the division left, okay, maybe that's a different story. But we're not at that point yet. So We're not, we're not there. I mean, like I, I saw a stat, and I'm, I'm not making it up, but I'm not quite sure if it's exactly right. But okay. it was a stat that said – um, Yankees were like 16 and 24 made it to the made it to the World Series. Um, last year the Phillies were, were were worse than that, I think. They fired their manager after 40 games. They made it to the World Series. The Dodgers when they made it to the World Series were like 19 and 23, like or something like that. Like so it's like that it, and and the other one was the Astros. One of the years the Astros made it to the World Series. And I, they might have won, but they were all under 500 by a few games through 40 games and it's like so it is what it is, right? Everybody's bummed out and we spoke about this last time, but the San Diego fans are bandwagon as they can be come as they come by and I went through a page and I don't like to go down rabbit holes and I don't ever like to respond. And it was literally like, somebody was like, is our season over on one of the fan pages? And 
I couldn't have told you. I think every single answer was like, these guys are horrible, blah, 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 blah. Just talking so much mess. And then one page posted, rate our team A to F and tag your favorite player. And it was every single person wrote an F. And I'm like, man, you guys, <laughs> I don't know what to say to people sometimes, man. It's just the things that people come up with and say is just too much. Even, I swear, I don't know. I don't think it was the Padres Instagram page, but somebody posted a picture of a guy from last night on the Kansas City Royals who was batting, he was batting 0. 0.64, 0.64, meaning he got like one hit. Maybe he only had 20 at bats or 25 at bats, right? He got a hit, scored three runs, and they're like, this guy got a hit. And I, and I responded back and I go, let us not forget that every single person in Major League Baseball is probably one of the best baseball players in the world. And yes, they all can hit. Yeah. <laughs> And nobody and like I had like 50 people liked it. I'm like, it's like, dude, I don't like to get involved in that type of nonsense. But anyone that says bad things is just blows my mind. Well, I you know, well, let's quote our good friend Professor Forrest Gump. Stupid is as stupid does, right? right. People don't understand it's a long season. And you and I've said this before, and I'm gonna say it again you guys have too much firepower in your lineup and you have too many good pitchers in your, in your rotation to pack it in right now. Okay. Now, if you're the Oakland A's, sure. Okay. You know, you didn't, it's going to be really hard to come back from a, a, you know, a 10 and 32 start or whatever your start was. It's going to be really hard to turn that around. It's not impossible, but it's going to be really hard. Padres aren't those guys. No, Padres aren't with those guys. Um, okay, so, so talk to me about schedule. So you, you you've had the Red Sox, you have the Nationals, the Yankees, the Marlins over the next couple of series, and then you up, get up, the Cubs. Upcoming is what you mean, right? What's yeah. That? Uh, upcoming. Yeah. Up, yes, up, upcoming schedule. Correct. Yeah, yeah. Right. And so you've got some teams that are are still under five hundred that are looking for identities. So tell me how that upcoming schedule plays itself out. Does it does it play itself out in the manner of every team's a baseball team, or does it play in the manner in your mind, hey, we need to take advantage of these teams that are struggling and or rebuilding? I mean, you could they you'd have to think they think at some point like, okay, we're gonna get we need to get going and we're playing not the best teams. But I'm gonna say it again. Look, they just lost two or three to the Royals. The, just because the Royals isn't aren't good doesn't mean they can't get a couple walks and then a couple doubles and then a couple runs every other inning and then you lose the baseball game. The thing that, to me, about sports and professional sports, and since I have so many friends that are, that are in professional sports or clients or whatever, is that the best guys, like, they just wake up every day and do the same thing. Now, if they need to adjust to make themselves better they adjust they don't get discouraged they don't they don't change they don't they don't go off kilter they just keep working right like because if you keep working you're bound to get better and if you don't get better you're still trying to get better the only way you don't get better is if you don't work and these guys they're that have won championships or that are all-stars they know there's too many Xander Bogarts won two world series Machado's multiple time at um all-star tatis you know we got soto these guys they they're just gonna keep doing what they do because they don't you don't get to where you're at by just 
changing it up all the time. Just stick to the routine. And uh, to switch sports, look at it. Look, what the Lakers were 2-10 and t- 10 to start the season. Yeah. And they're like four games from going to the championship game. Like, it is it is what it is. They just keep doing it. Yeah. So, do I think right. that they look at them like, okay, we can beat this. I mean, I'm sure at some point they do. But they, they all think like – and I probably would – say that they all look at themselves in the mirror and realize what do I got to do to help my team get better right and each guy that's struggling has to figure it out for themselves because Machado ain't gonna fix Soto and Soto ain't gonna fix Machado and vice versa and so they just go to work yeah and and that brings me to my next question is you've got Manny you've got Soto who's starting to heat up you got Tatis who started out on fire um how do those that what I'm going to call the big three, how do the big three play into kind of your October push? It's got to be the, it's got to be for me, the mindset. I think that I think Xander Bogarts is an amazing baseball player. And I think when people, we sign them for such a high contract and people that aren't like very avid baseball fans, we're like, wow, who's this guy? Cause he played on the East coast. That's far from San you know Boston was good but then they weren't that good and he's won World Series he's been to the All-Star Games like it's just the mindset and the understanding of how you get there and how you get it done and really I mean Soto won one so he knows what it's like you know these guys understand how to get wins and understand that what the pressure is going to feel like and they got to just keep passing it along to the people that haven't been there you know so outside, and I agree with you. Outside of those guys, talk to me about other offensive threats that that the Padres have, because I I can think of two other th- uh, two or three other guys that aren't everyday names. That uh, well, they're not household names. They play every day. But tell me about other threats. Uh, I think I think that House on Kim is very 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 underrated, and when when people like talk about baseball to me what what more so sticks out to me when i think about it is that if these guys are struggling with a bat right what do you do when you go pick up your glove and your hat and you stand in the field is it because house kim is an amazing fielder right xander bogarts is a great fielder jake cronenworth is a very good fielder right those guys trent grisham is in a couple year slump Right. He's if you asked him, he'd say he's not where anywhere where he wants to be. But when he picks up his glove and plays center field, he's not taking a playoff. And it's that type of I've always thought that it's that type of people that you want on your team. And those are the type of players that no matter what they do on one side, the defensive side, they're not taking plays off. They're not bummed out because they struck out with or rolled into a double play when they could have got a guy in. They go out there, they make the plays, they don't make errors, they don't throw the ball away, and they get the outs and they get their team back to it. And that's, you know, that I think that is the difference between good teams, average teams and good teams, and good teams and great teams, is, look, if you're struggling at the plate, are you going to be the best defensive player on your team and make sure that you don't make the errors because you're distracted of what you did? Yeah. I, and I agree with you. And see, so you just mentioned three players that I think will never be this person and the Padres are coming to town because it's always going to be Soto, Tatis, uh, Machado, you know, Dar- Darvish, whatever. But you mentioned Kim, you mentioned Grissom, and you mentioned Cronenworth. 
And those guys, those guys may not be your household names, but those guys can make it happen. And I've watched Kent. He's a great shortstop. He's great with the glove. And I've seen him make some plays even this season that are insane. Um, and he'll catch up with it offensively. How so, sunk two seasons ago was the best fielding percentage player in Major League Baseball? Yeah. Like, th- there's a reason why he plays. And he, I mean, he's kind of <laughs> he's hitting 230, 240, 250. It just depends on the fluctuate and the average. And I mean, look, Jake Cronenworth, How Sung Kim, Trent Grisham, they play their position phenomenal right and and Grisham's very hot and cold right he can go and Manny Machado even said it when they beat the Mets in that playoff series with Trent Grisham doing what he did in the regular season if he had hit like that they wouldn't have beat the Mets but he hit like 550 he hit like two or three home runs he drove in like nine RBIs they beat the Mets and without if he would have just hit 200 and drove in hit no homers and maybe an RBI they don't win so look yeah, they criticized him at the end of the year when he bunted against the Phillies and tried to get on base, but like he does anything he can. He doesn't discriminate. He knows he knows he was struggling, so he's like, I'm gonna try to bunt and get on base. And you know, those guys they they all step up in the situations that they need to, right? Right, right, absolutely. Runaway too. He hit some he I mean, he's the guy who drove in all the runs to beat the Dodgers. Right, right. No, trust me, he's he is. I have some some people that are top fan rivalry followers that just absolutely love him. They think he's amazing, and it, and he is. I mean, I pick him up on one of my fantasy teams because he can play multiple positions, but because he's the guy that laces it up, and he's always going to try. You know, the drama is not going to affect him. He's always yeah, just going to play it for sure. Play it. Talk to me about the bump. Okay, so you got Darvish, you got Snell, you got Musgrove. Now, Musgrove is coming back from some injury. He hasn't started out exactly the way that you were hoping. But talk to me about the bump. Where, you know, who's your ace? I mean, you got three guys there that could be aces on other staffs. Who's your ace? Nah, if we're going to talk pitching for the Padres, I, I don't think it starts with the starting pitchers. Look, if you go five innings in Major League Baseball or five, in the two thirds and you give up two runs, you're doing a pretty good job, right? These guys are, it's not, uh, wasn't it? Musgrove's ERA is super high. Cause he pitched in that game in Mexico where they were just every fly ball is a home run. And he pitched four innings and gave up 10 runs, but they, they won 50 to 40. I don't know what the <laughs> score was. I understand. Uh, it's not that to me because look, Darvish, Musgrove, Snell struggles at times with walks. Um, the kid Waka, or he's not even a kid. He's like 32 years old. The guy Waka almost threw a no hitter the night we were at the game. Yeah, they're, they're those guys do their job well, right? Uh, it's the next guy that comes in. If you're winning the baseball game three to two, and then all of a sudden the sixth, seventh, and eighth inning guys can't keep them on zero, and they give up two or three more runs, that's a problem, and that's been a big problem for the Padres so far. I, honestly, like, look. Sw- Robert Suarez, the kid, the guy who pitched for the Padres last year who got the extension, um, it has a hurt elbow. There's a couple other pitchers that are hurt. I mean, you can't throw um, Nick Martinez every single game. He seems to be a very, very, very solid relief pitcher. But the other the other guys, and, and I don't – I'm not going to call their names out, 
but they they just haven't done what they need to do. You give up a walk, then you get a hit, then you got two on, then you walk one more guy. It's just it's the the stuff that has been happening is just it's not good, right? No, it's not. And and I always will argue my argument when it comes to to pitching is the teams that are going to go deep in the playoffs, they have 50 to 60 wins by their starters. You get 50, 60 wins by your starters. That means your bullpen didn't have to cover as many innings. You get 30 wins by your starters. That means your bullpen, by the time they get to October, is taxed. taxed. And so, you know, ultimately 60 out of your 85, 90 wins need to come from your starting pitching. But, I mean, maybe I'm old school and thinking that. But, it's weird though now i look at i look at the pitching and it's like as soon as they hit 90 pitches they're gone in 10 no matter what inning they're in it's i i think that i think that the analytics is obviously good it helps it tells you a lot but you can't if if your pitching starting pitcher has like he say he's only given up one run and four hits and he's been through five innings but you're facing all of a sudden guys are fouling balls off and you're going like what, 18, 19 pitch innings, not pitching bad, but just the pitch counts high. All of a sudden the guy's like, okay, you're out of here. Sixth inning. Here we go. Now we got six, seven, eight innings to go and bringing in new guys when that guy was pitching fine, but it's like, okay, his pitch numbers here. Well, what happened to the guys that used to throw 200 innings in a, in a season that will never happen again. It's yeah. not going to happen. Like, what was the the highest guy last year was like 170 something. And I, I'm not too sure. And then it was like 160. And it's like, well, James Shields is one of my best friends. And he threw like nine years of 200 innings. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like those, those guys that are, were workhorses that could throw. And maybe they've figured it out that after you pass a hundred pitches, you're not nearly as good, but there's guys that would go from a hundred pitches to 150 and still be just as damn good. So I was watching. I was watching the right before the um, season started. The MLB Network had a show where they were showing um, no hitters, right? And Fernando Valenzuela threw a no hitter in 1990, and they would play the last inning of each of the no hitter, right? And so you hear Vin Scully saying, "Well, Fernando, Fernando's only thrown. I think it was 110, 109, or 119. I don't remember the number." But he says he's only thrown 109 pitches. He's got plenty in the tank to be able to finish this game off. And I'm thinking to myself, 109, nowadays, you would have been out two innings prior. And yes. so I agree with you. I, I totally agree with you. I just, again, I go back to that that same thing. And, and you and I have met each other in person. You know, I'm a Dodger fan. I love all sport. I love all the teams. But I'm going to tell you right now, you guys are racked and stacked both on the mound and on um, and at the plate. It's just a matter of putting it all together. And sure. guys like Jake, Jake, uh, I'm sorry, not Jake, uh, Josh Hader. Those guys, I mean, the dude is awesome. When he's on, he's untouchable. When he's off, he's Ricky Wild thing, right? Yeah, I but mean, he went. Awesome. Got he's got 13 saves. He blew the one that. That he didn't blow it. I mean, Mookie Betts hit a home run. That's going to happen. You got a one-run lead. You got a 3-1 count with two outs. Mookie Betts hits a home run. We're going to do yell at the guy. Mookie Betts is a damn all-star MVP player. Like, it happens. Like, 
he's he was so good. He was a, he was the Major League Baseball reliever of the month or reliever of the start of the season. Like, yeah. but like we keep saying, if you're winning the game three to two and you got to rely on the guys to go three innings to get to him and they can't do it, he's worth bingo. nothing in the dugout if you're not winning the game. Right. No bingo. And and you said it before. These guys are the best that they're. I mean these however many it is, 400 or 900 players in the MLB that, you know, are doing it for a living that are in the show right now or whatever the number is, 700. They're the best of the best in the world, right? And, you know, if I'm Josh Hader and I give up a home run to Mookie Betts, well, guess what? Mookie Betts, if he continues down this trajectory, he's a Hall of Famer. So are you going to complain about that? No. I mean, you know, even if you, you give it up to the guy that's hitting, you know, 0.9, uh, 0.64, like you were talking about. He's They're still good. one of the best in the world. So it just happens, right? It happens. I mean, it, ha it happens. It's it's different if you come into a game as a saver and you walk three batters and then all of a sudden someone gets a base hit. That, then, okay, I get it. But Mookie Betts hit a home run. He struck out the next – then he struck out the next guy. We went to the 10th inning. Here we go again. Talk about the relief pitchers. You put the guy on second base. Yep. We get one out. No problem. Next thing you know. He walks the guy, guy goes to first, throws a wild pitch, dude hits a home run, you give up three runs. Good night. Goodbye. Well, that's my one of my coaches used to always say at since I was a pitcher, he'd also say, always say there's no defense for a walk. Don't walk people. <laughs> so, and I'm yelling at the screen the other day. I'm watching a game and I can't remember, I think it was the Orioles. I think it was the Orioles game where Shohei was pitching. Orioles and Angels game. So okay. watching a game, and it was back and forth. And the Orioles had like a three-run lead at one point. The Angels scored. And with a three-run lead, don't be too fine. Just throw the ball over the plate and make them put the ball in play. Right? Because every, you know, every everyday player is going to have five, six hundred at-bats in a season. And they'll yeah. be lucky if they hit 30 home runs. So the odds on favorite of the ball going out of the yard, eh. I wouldn't worry about that so much, right? Just focus in on, just focus in on making good pitches and not getting walks in. So, you know, but True. I'm True. old school. What can I say, right? By the way, don't know if you know this or not. I did what well, I did a podcast uh, a couple of days ago um, where we were talking about best players to wear jersey numbers, and when we got to 36, we were talking about Gaylord Perry. I don't know if you knew this or not, but different era. But Gaylord Perry had 103 complete games in his career. Tell me the last. Tell, tell I bet we can. Has anyone even pitched a complete game this year in Major League Baseball? I mean, I yeah, know it fought pretty well. There's, there's been one or two because there was one no hitter. I was gonna yeah. say we can't even probably count. We can probably count on one hand. Yeah, with fingers left over. So we're talking about pitching. Let's go back to this. The kids pitch. The, the guy Michael Walkers pitched a seven inning no hitter. Right. Everybody kind of knows in the stadium. He's had ninety nine pitches. Right. And uh, or one hundred one pitches. And it's like they're like he's had one hundred one pitches. I go. I don't give a shit if I'm Bob Melvin and we're struggling. Like we got a four run lead. It's not like we have a one run lead. Okay, let him try. Right. And you he goes out there, throws the first pitch for a strike, and then the next pitch he gives up a hit. Bob Melvin walks out, pulls him out again. you got to think in your mind that he's thinking, shit, i got to get out of these kind of quickly so I can try for it. Like, instead of, like, if you're just telling him, hey, free will it, man, you're going to throw 150 pitches if you have to to get this no-hitter, like, let's do it. Yeah. Not yeah. 
old school mentality, brother. And I like it. And I'm, I'm there with you, but old school mentality, <laughs> old school mentality. So, okay. So my final question to you, and this is kind of a, we've already discussed this, but it's kind of an easy one, right? Um, you being a Padres fan, talk to me. Are the Padres playing in October? Yes. Yes. I agree. I Why agree. not? Why, I, anyone that says no at this point, it, like you're a fool. Yeah. Yeah. You're no, fool. It's, I, listen, I agree. I agree. Now, it, again, if you're the Oakland A's, no disrespect to their team or the Kansas City Royals that are still trying to find identity or, you know, the Nationals or something like that, maybe that's a different story. But you guys got some firepower up and down that lineup. It, I would be shocked if you're not playing past October 1st. I mean, everybody's going to play in October because last season, our last game of the season is October 1st. But playing past October 1st, yeah, you know, you guys got a great shot for it. So, yeah. And, and it wouldn't surprise me, honestly, it wouldn't surprise me if you guys went on a, on a 15 and two run or uh, an 18 and, and seven run where, Next thing you know, you're taking over the West. That wouldn't surprise me. Well, what people don't understand is that it, if you follow baseball, every good team does it. They go on a winning streak and they go on a losing streak. It happens. It happens. Like the Padres go on a 10 game winning streak right now. Like we're like, but let's just say we would have won all three against the Royals because we didn't. But you beat the Royals, then you beat the, you beat their boss, then you sweep them here. You're at home. Then you, then all of a sudden, you pick off five of the next six. Now you've won 11 of the last 12 games. If the Dodgers decide to lose, win one game out of the next three per the next four series is what I just explained for the Padres. Guess what? What happened? Now you're tied with the Dodgers, right? You're right back there. And that's why people don't understand. It's like, dude, this is so long and injuries over baseball make a huge problem. Like, people don't understand. Like, the pitcher for the Dodgers just went out today. He's going to be done. Dustin May? He, yeah. He went in the first inning. He's like, what? That guy's one of the best pitchers in baseball right now. He Look, you, you don't get pulled after 16 pitches in the first inning if something's not seriously wrong. Oh, no. No, no, no. You're absolutely right. And that's. So now the Dodgers lose. Not saying they don't gain it back with another guy, but they lose a guy who looked like he was on track to give them maybe 16 to 20 wins. Right now, you got to go find another guy, say he gives you half the production to get you eight to 10 wins. Yep. Okay. There's probably yep. someone there. It's stuff like that. And then, like the Padres have relief pitchers hurt. Now they come back, and it is what it is. If you don't understand that, then you. I don't think you'll get it. Baseball's such a long, such a long grind that like it's if you tried it, just most average person tried to go to the gym as many days as they play baseball in that many time, halfway through that work, just going to work out or going for a walk or doing something active, people would be like, oh my God, this is too much. I got I can't make it. But these dudes Nine o'clock in the morning, they're up. They're in the gym. They work out. They train. I get their athletes, and this is what they've trained. That's why they get paid. But they're human beings. Their bodies fall apart. They're not all machines. No one is a machine. They're all. It's inevitable that we'll all get hurt. So it's a matter of how, who's, who's where, and when when you get to the end of the season. Exactly, and and people don't. That's a great analogy with going to the gym, because you know you do it for 162 days plus. You know you have spring training plus you have 
days off and things like that. So you do, you go to the, try to go to the gym 190 days or 200 days out of 365 days without a day off. It's not even that. Like, it's almost like it's 190 days out of 210. They only have like, they only have like maybe six. I, I don't know the number, but it's like, it's not more than 21. No, it's not. Off in the whole season, other than the All-Star game, maybe 25 out of seven months straight. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. exactly. It's super hard. It is, it's super hard. It's, it would be even hard to just go walk five miles, like, and just do the same thing. Now you got to remember, these guys are getting blasted by the media. Oh my God, you make thirty million, you suck. You're hitting two twenty. You're like, what, man? God dang. Yeah. And, and it's a lot of pressure, but that this is their job. They sign up for it. They know what they're getting. They've trained their whole life to get there. And everybody should have more respect for these people. And I think that it's easy for people to disrespect people because it's like they make money and. Blah blah blah. Whatever. Even have the crap you read on the on the internet, and I, I don't I don't like it because like, just as any superstar baseball player is struggling, man, they, they know that. Of course, they know that, and yeah. and and they sign up for the job, so they they accept the criticism. But I guarantee you, they don't want to be doing that. They don't want to lose. They don't want to strike out. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I love this, Aaron. We got to do this more. We got to get uh, you with a couple other guys and, and talk this through. But um, you, you, I love your brain and how it works with the game because you understand that it's it's humans playing the game. It, and not everybody's a superhuman individual. And so I love that. And so we're going to we're going to get you on again. But thank you for the time and thank you for starting and kicking our week off. Right. No, kicking our Monday off, man. This we're good. Is uh, let's all uh, all root for baseball. Yes, exactly. Top Fan Rivalry followers, Aaron, we'll make sure we tag him so that you know um, where he's at, how to follow him, and also we'll get him on again soon. Don't forget uh, to check out the uh, topfanrivalry.com uh, and check out the watch parties. We'll be next month in both Atlanta and Houston. So I'd love to see you there if you're local to those places. And Aaron, again, thanks for the time, my friend. See you guys. Have a good time.